Community Radio Kilkenny City text line on 086 353 is sponsored by Taxback.com. Taxback.com is a clean tech company. Throw for Beatty. Maguire. Oh, he's Jim Cashin with offside. And Sean Maguire is the hero of the day and the hero of the run that brought them to the Aviva. And good evening and you're welcome to Offside, your weekly soccer programme here on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Thanks as always to Morris O'Connor for Kilkenny today. Morris will be back again from 5 till 6 on Friday evening coming. Uh, Bear Scott, how are you? I'm good, Jim. Well, a draw. <laughs> well, a we draw. said it. We did it a draw, yeah. <laughs> Liam Kelly O'Rourke is back in the studio tonight. All his studying is, is done for another couple of weeks. How are you, Liam? Evening, lads. How are you keeping? A quick... 10 second reaction obviously we'll talk about City and Liverpool later on but as a Liverpool fan the way the game went you'd have to be reasonably happy with the result you would considering in the first half City were all over Liverpool it was looking fairly worrying second half a huge improvement but all in all a good result on the day but very hard to see City dropping points yeah we'll be talking about it of course a little bit later on as indeed we'll be looking back at all the Premier League stuff from the weekend just gone looking ahead to what's coming up we've two FA Cup semi-finals we've a few important league games and of course we have the second legs of the Champion League Ties, some of them in, uh, you know, fairly uh, delicately pies. Others looking like they're done and dusted. We look at all them in the in parts two and three of the program. Our taxback dot com text line, which of course is a clone tech company, is zero eight six. 353-7782 if you have any thoughts or contributions you'd like to make. Of course, our Ireland international ladies team is is in action as we speak and they're going really well. They're drawing nil-nil away to Sweden uh, with 35 minutes gone, which would be a massive, massive result if they can hold on to that. Um, second place is the realistic target in that group. Um, Sweden are in the top two in the world and um, you know they've been giving teams some unmerciful beatings in, in this group and even if Ireland even could a narrow Defeat even would be a, would be would be great for their for their goal difference. They have massive games coming up against Finland and Georgia, so we'll keep you updated on that. But at the moment, that tie in Sweden is nil nil. They haven't put the the lineups on uh, on live score, so I don't know is Ellen Malloy part of the actual match day squad or not. We'll try and find that out between now and the end of the program. As always, we'll start with a look back at the local stuff from the weekend just gone by. Uh, there was five out of the eight last sixteen McCallum Cup matches played, and. Uh, yeah, predictable enough for results in some cases. Uh, the big three, uh, you know, the, the recognised big three in the Premier Division, all got through. Um, Evergreen were the most comfortable winners of the weekend. They beat Bridge United four 0 Great result for them. They're you know firing as we've said it on all cylinders coming into coming into the squeaky bum time of the season. They have a lot to play for. Obviously, the McCallum Cup, Leinster Junior Cup, for which I believe the draws have not been made yet for the semi-finals, and of course they're in pole position in the league as well. So. Good was in good result for them. Kind of the end of this, this, the end of the season now. Really for Bridge United, they'll just have to play out fixtures. You know what I mean? There is, of course, the Premier Division Cup to play for, so that'll probably keep a bit of interest alive for another few weeks for them. Thomastown they went to Greg the Manor two one. They won away to Highview. Had, they went one 0 down early to a penalty, so they had to come from behind. Um, I've said to you before, Highview are not as bad a side as the league table says. You know they've they've they had a very poor league season, but the, you know they knocked they knocked Evergreen out of the Shield earlier on the season. And, and they gave indeed gave Evergreen a game a couple of weeks ago in the league um, but unfortunately for them they bowed to the McCallum Cup good win for Booters they carry on Thomastown 1-0 winners away to Evergreen C again you know I believe they weren't at full strength Thomastown that's not in any way taken away from the performance of Evergreen C I do believe that they, they might have been down three or four guys 
they still, you know, you would have expected them maybe to be a little bit more comfortable. But Evergreen C, again, the similar comments applied to them. They're at the bottom of the first division, similar to Highview in the Premier Division, but they're 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 a better side than the than the league table indicates. But uh, they bow out of the McCallman Cup last weekend against Thomastown. All Premier Division clash in Dean Cel- in Castle Comer last Sunday. Dean Celtic had a good 1-0 win at home to Clover. That, you know, it's a great result for them. They're in a McCalma Cup quarter-final now, keeps the old season alive. Clover, similar comments apply to them now, as I, as I said about Bridge United, their season now is petering out to an end. The Premier Division Cup is all really they have left just to play out their league games. And the last of the McCalma Cup games, I left this one to last, just out of respect for everybody else. Port Rangers, they're into the quarter-finals. Um, we had a comfortable enough 4-1 win away to Armand Villa. Um, we were 1-0 up at half-time and, and and, you know, it was we were we were the better side in fairness. I think if Dan and James of Armour Villa were listening, they'd probably agree with that. We went three and up early in the second half. They pulled one back. But uh, we were comfortable, so we're delighted to be in the to be in the quarterfinals. And donning the Fort Rangers half zip this evening. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hadn't much time when it came to get dressed this evening. Oh yeah, like it wasn't so, planned. There's um there's five, so that's Fort Rangers, Evergreen A, Thomastown United, Dean Celtic A, and Freebooters A are all gone through to the quarterfinals of the McCallum Cup. The out the three outstanding ties: Dean Celtic B will play Brookville this weekend. I think it's on Friday. We'll come to the fixtures in a minute. But the other two can't be played until the Sunday week. So. Booters B against Castle Warren and Freshford Town against St. Canis's. Both of those ties will be played next Sunday week, which is, I think is the 24th. So, and the quarter final draw for the McCallum Cup will be made this Saturday. I know he was hoping to, John will be hoping to play some, or some if, if all of those games are as many as he can on the 24th. Obviously, the two outstanding last 16 ties won't be able to be played that day. So, the maximum quarter finals he'll be able to play on the 24th are um, the, the other two. Of course, Freebooters can't play that day either because that's the day they're playing New Walk in the Leinster Junior Cup so there's a lot of uncertainty regarding fixtures to, uh, fixtures to come up it all depends on the draw and who gets who and who's what's le- who's left in what and so on and so forth but um, looking ahead then to the other results from the weekend there was very little else played in the first division massive game Callan United drew one all at home to Evergreen B uh, that results indeed promoted fourth Rangers so I have to say we had a good day Sunday, Sunday was one of the good days we got through to the quarterfinal of the cup that result means that uh, we that two teams can't finish ahead of us in the league so we get promoted um, we've one game left at home to Evergreen B Booters or Callan have one game left at home to Booters B so basically Callan have to beat Booters B if Callan don't beat Booters B we win the league no matter what happens if we beat Evergreen B we win the league no matter what happens if Evergreen B win their last two games and Callan lose their, their last game there's, there, there could be a playoff for the second spot between Evergreen B and Callan so even though it looks it looks done and dusted it's far from it there's a lot we have work all of us still have work to do the only thing that is certain at the moment is that uh, Fort Rangers have been have been promoted and in the, in the, in Division 3 League Tullerone they won 2-1 away to Evergreen 46 that, that's a uh, cemented their their uh, title uh, run there in, the, in Division 3 so Tullerone go up as champions and St John's go up as runners up great achievement for St John's well done to John Conray and all the lads there um, brilliant for them so they can look forward to playing in the second division of the Kilkenny and District League next weekend looking to the fixtures for the weekend just ahead as I said in that one of the outstanding last 16 McCallum Cup cut ties Dean Celtic B play Brookville at 6 o'clock this Friday in uh, in Comer two Division 3 teams very hard to call there, although Brookville have been uh, have been finishing strongly over in the last few weeks, so maybe the, the farm they maybe they might be the farm team going into that. Maybe Brookville might get through there on Sunday. Then there's um, one game in the 
Of course, sorry, on Saturday evening, of course, I've missed the big one, the Shield final. Freebooters A at home to Thomastown. That's in Derdimus at 6 o'clock. Uh, this will be a real good game. Thomastown, I do believe, weren't at full strength last weekend in their win against Evergreen Sea in the Cup. I'm sure they'll be at full strength. There's a, there's a cup to be won here. Freebooters have, you know, been going well all season. Look, you'd have to say on current, on form, in recent form, you'd have to say that booters are going better than Thomastown. But Thomastown... You know, when they have everyone, they're a good side. They've and they've always been a decent cup side. They, you know, they had a good run in the Leinster Junior Cup this year. Um, unfortunate to bow out when they did. So, you know, this is not a gimme for freebooters. Freebooters have not been, you know, they've been winning games, but they haven't been hammering teams, if you know what I mean. So, this could be a very tight game. You'd probably just about give the nod to Booters A, but Thomastown will go will go into this in great hope. It'd actually be a good game Saturday evening if you're if you're knocking around, uh, head out to Derdimus for six o'clock Saturday evening. On Sunday, then we have uh, limited enough action then because a lot of the leagues are coming close to being done and dusted um, one game in the Premier Division big game for Evergreen they're away to Highview Athletic look at while Booters are playing in all these cup competitions and everything Evergreen are, pu- are piling on the points on the board it's going to be like cricket Evergreen are going to declare with a total and it's going to be up three Booters are going to have to come into bat and see can they, see can they catch it um, now Highview gave Booters plenty of it in the cup last weekend and indeed gave Evergreen a really tough game only a few weeks ago in the, in the, in the league so Evergreen will be very wary going up to going up to Greg Namana. It's not the best surface either up there. It's difficult to play a good football up there. Look at you'd imagine Evergreen A'll get the job done, but they might get one or two Man. sticky sticky moments off of Highview. There's one game in the say in the inter sport division one league, but it's a very important game at, at the bottom of the table. Stonyford are home to Evergreen C. Now Stonyford are already relegated, so they're done and dusted. But Evergreen C have two games left, right? Obviously, this is one of them. So Evergreen C have to win against Stonyford. No other result, any other result apart from a win, Evergreen C are relegated. If Evergreen C win, well then that opens up a great bit of interest. And would you believe it as Ireland's women's or after ladies team have gone 1-0 up in the 44th minute against Sweden, which is great. Getting back to this, if Evergreen C beat Stonyford at the weekend, their last game of the season is against Ormond Villa. They will go into the last game of the season three points behind Ormond Villa. So if, if Evergreen C were to beat uh, Stonyford at the weekend and beat Armand Villa in their last league game then they would actually have to play off with Armand Villa to see who, who yeah, g- gets the up. second relegation spot so massive game for Evergreen C look at Stonyford have nothing to play for it's done it us you'd imagine you know that they, they're, they're probably on their holidays now Stonyford and, and you'd imagine Evergreen C with, with that need might get the job done there there's two games in the Division 3 league neither of these have any significance we've already said this, this league is done it us so this is only getting games played Evergreen 46 are home to St John's the, the runners up and New Park B play host to the new newly crowned champions Tullerone there's two games in the Leinster Junior Plate. Now, we have three Kenny District League teams in the quarterfinals. Lions game is not going ahead for some reason. I don't know why that is. But the other two teams play both of them at home at 2 o'clock on Sunday and both of them have very dodgy looking fixtures because St. Canis's are home to St. Francis under 20s. Now, that could be anything. Like that could be obviously St. Francis' first choice youth team or whatever. So you don't you just do not know oh, what they'll have coming down there. Um hopefully Canises will have a full team and they'll be very difficult to beat on the in the water barracks there. And Castle Warren Celtic, similarly, they're playing at home to Leaks Lick United's under twenty. So again, these could be coming down with really hot youth sides, you know what I mean, which could be very good. But ho- and Castle Warren are playing that game actually in Thomastown at two o'clock on Sunday. So all going well. Canises and Castle Warren can take advantage of the home advantage and get 
get through to the semi-final of the Leinster Junior Plate. That's all the action at the weekend. Just want to make, just give you one result from last weekend. Our under-13 girls interleague team I, I played up in Dublin or whatever, had a great win at the weekend. Nil-nil, drew nil-nil at the end of the game, won on penalties. Um, I think it was against Dublin, some of the Dublin leagues, won on penalties. Brilliant performance, because like, you go up to play Dublin, like the cream of the crop, so fair play to the Kilkenny under 13 girls. But just the goalkeeper, Bear, just to let you know, she was a star on, 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 on Sunday for the Kilkenny under 13 ladies district league team. And yeah, I, I think you might know her grandfather, Pat Carroll's granddaughter, oh. was in goal for the Kilkenny <laughs> district league yeah. under 13. So fair play to them. Great win. Jamie Garrett out there from Johnstown is the, is the manager of that side. So that's all the local stuff covered as always. We'll, ha- we'll look back at it all again next Tuesday night at everything that we've just mentioned. We better go and take an ad break. When we come back... We will be talking about that game that was played in the SEAD last Sunday afternoon. Annie here from TRP Kilkenny. We are delighted to team up with Offside Soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City. Time to talk soccer on Community Radio Kilkenny City with Offside Soccer. Brought to you by TRP Hebron Industrial Estate Kilkenny. Okay, and you're in tune with Offside. Plenty of texts coming into us on our taxback.com text line 0863537782. And the United texts are flying in the minute we come back from the ad break. Oh, God, they're coming in threes and fours all of a sudden. Five, six. God, they're flying in here. We'll get to them when we touch on United in a few moments' time. My God. But uh, elsewhere, Cabin Tilly under 20s, the home farm under 20s. Um, that's due to be played on Sunday with the winners uh, due to play lines that comes from John Corrigan thanks for the info John and uh, Jim McAvoy I nominate Jim for an Oscar he picked Burnley to win last week so Against, against Everton, I guess, yes, yes. Yeah, yes, yes. I think he's been a bit smart. There. I think I took And uh, just to clarify, seven texts in the past 30 seconds came in, all regarding Manchester United. Right, okay. So We'll get to them in a minute, <laughs> but look, at, we have to start. Look, at, we look back at last weekend's games. There's only one place to start. So, Sunday afternoon at half past four. Bear, it was a really good game. But I've been reading a lot yeah. over the last 48 hours about the best Premier League game in the history of the Premier League and I... It wasn't that. No. It's like they're, they're, the English press are no, blown this over uh, proportion. Just now. getting carried away. I tell you, sir, I'm delighted to hear you say this, Jim, because I thought it was me. Yeah. You know, I said, am I missing something here? It was a good match, without a doubt, and they're two great teams. But I thought there was a lot of things in that match last Sunday that were uncharacteristic. There was poor passing at time. There was bad decision-making. There was some... Wishy-washy tackles, I have to say. But nobody seemed to mention. If there were lesser teams, a different day, I think there'd have been a few red cards flying. Now, Liam, look at we're not. Uh, you know, I, because I, 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 I couldn't believe what I've been reading for the last two days. But it was, you know, it was a, it was a very good game. It wasn't the game that the English press are making it out to be. But looking at it from a Liverpool's perspective, Liam, you know, in the first half, Liverpool defensively, in particular, were very, very shaky. And mm. I think all the way through, I think. The quality in Liverpool's midfield or that lack of real creativity in the midfield really shone out in a lot of the game I thought last Sunday and I think that's something that Klopp is going to address during the summer. Mm. Yeah, I, I 
in, from my perspective, Liverpool only played well for five minutes of the 45 minutes in the first half. The build-up to the goal and the two or three minutes leading up to it was brilliant. The the passing was brilliant. And, I mean, the, the set-up for Jota just was pure class. And that was Liverpool at their very best. But aside from that, they just seemed to be under consistent pressure from Manchester City. And I would tend to agree with you, read the, read the coverage of the game. I thought it was world-class in patches, but I thought there was a lot of spells that were a bit dreary and nothing to write home about. But, no, Liverpool, look, in the first half they wrote their luck because it could have been 4 or 5 1. Manchester City had a lot of really good chances, and in one, it depends what way you look at it. Liverpool showed their quality in the way that they held off because lesser teams would have been torn apart by that City performance. Yeah. Bear, I'm going to give you two lads. Trent Alexander Arnold is a bit of an enigma, really. He's outstanding going forward. Yeah. He is what they used to call in my day he's a right winger that's what he is yeah. or an outside right as he would, would he, as he would have been but he can't defend for Toffee no, and look uh, a certain gentleman says to me today I won't mention his name but he could be the right full for England in the World Cup and Luke Shaw could be the left full yeah. he said could you imagine him winning the World Cup yeah, with those two defenders now the other thing I want to say you just mentioned there about Liverpool creativity in the middle of the field They've been like this for the last 12 months or more. But their creativity comes from the back four. Yeah. You know, they have more creativity in the back four than they have in the middle of the field. But I say fair play to Clough. He's put a, a really good team together without a creativity, a creative player in the middle of the field. You know, and, and you know, the other thing is, like I was sitting with a lot of lads on Sunday and, you know, when the, when the warm, when the subs were being warmed up and, oh, Salah's definitely coming up. And I was the only one who said, lads, there is no way Klopp is going to take off Salah in this game. He trusts Salah. Salah is his talisman. You know, I know Jota and Mane both scored the goals, but he's, I still couldn't see him taking off Salah. He didn't. But Liam, his form coming into the real important stage of the season has to be a little bit of a worry for Liverpool. It does. It's been a very poor four or five weeks for Mo Salah. But look, he, he's built up a bit of a buffer and a bit of a reputation to warrant you know, the support of his manager. I think... I think if, if Klopp hadn't played Mo Salah, it would have been a story leading up to kick-off and it would have brought unnecessary attention where really it, it wasn't required. Because like Mo Salah, despite his lack of form, say in front of goal the past couple of weeks, he hasn't been playing that poorly. He has been involved, he has been creating chances. He, he said in an interview prior to the match, it, it didn't bother him that he wasn't on the score sheet. I don't believe a striker like Mo Salah can be believed when they say things like that. But in terms of just watching his performances, yes, he'll be. it's disappointing when a, when a player of that quality isn't scoring. But Liverpool are a unit in every position of the field. And I think Mo Salah has been beneficial to Liverpool, even when he's not putting the ball in the back of the net. Quick one, Per. Man City will be disappointed they didn't win the game. Let's call a spade They're a spade. Definitely the most disappointed of the two would have been City, without a doubt. Yeah. You know. And like they did they did have the chances. They did make Liverpool defensively look very, yeah, very shaky it, it, in the first half on a when, number of occasions. When I mentioned the bad decision making there, to City I was really thinking if there was umpteen well I won't say umpteen times, but there were times in the match when players had a ball and that a teammate in a much better scoring position but decided to have a go themselves and there was three or four times in the first half where the balls rolled across the Liverpool six yard box and there was nobody in at the end of them and that's where a Harry Kane or a Inga Haaland or whatever you call him next season if they have one up there is definitely going to make a difference Let's before we leave this game lads you have to call it I think it's advantage Man City now looking at the run-ins and everything you'd have to I, 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 I think it's advantage Man City now I and I think City I, yeah, will win I, I don't no, because when I tell you, I have to say this, 
Liverpool and City have to play one another a few times. They? Well, they could, they're playing in the, the FA Cup. And like it or lump it, lads, they're taking something out of each other. Yeah. And these matches might look simple on paper, but they're not going to be simple. They're not going to be simple for City and they're not going to be simple for Liverpool. And there's still a twist in the tail, yeah. So. But I'll agree, it's advantage City, but I wouldn't bet on it. Liam, it's, you know, from a Liverpool perspective, you know, you have to, it is advantage City, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, prior to the game, I would have taken a draw, and especially after the first half, I would have taken a draw. But just, they, they put up the fixture list after the game, and it spooked me a little, because... Look, United and Everton are two tough games for Liverpool, but that's only based on history and their their brand names. I think Liverpool will win both games comfortably, but I can't see City dropping points. I think there's seven games each left. I think both sides will win the seven of them. So I, I, I think with that in mind, and I genuinely believe that, I think the draw, although they'll be disappointed they didn't go on to win the game, I think it is a huge advantage to Manchester City. Um, I will say I'll have my Manchester City jersey on when it comes to the Champions League because the further they get in that, the more likely they are to drop the ball. And I think the Champions League could be huge because if City get to the final, for example, and there's, what, two or three games to go in the season maybe, that could have a huge impact. Wishful thinking. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be keeping a close eye on it. Look, we'll, we, let's touch on some of the other games played the weekend. We've already discussed the one Manchester team. Look at lads. You know, I know they're all waiting out there now for me to lose the rag and to, to start going on. Well, can I just, before you start, yeah. for the first time on this programme, I think we've gotten a text of just pure emojis and it's laughing face. Yeah. <laughs> I think I know what fixture they're laughing yeah, at. Yeah. Look at Everton have been woeful. In the last two months. Absolutely woeful. Um, they were very, very poor in their defeat against Burnley last Wednesday night. But lads, Manchester United have been, you know, really, really, really poor. And that's now me being as as, as genteel as I possibly can. And last Saturday, they were poor. They, were, they lacked desire. They lacked fire in the belly. They lacked the basic principles that are required when any team goes out onto any pitch regardless of what sport you're playing if you haven't got that fire in your belly and desire and that's what won the game for Everton they had the desire that they they wanted to win the game more than United United are shocking the manager is out of his depth three quarters of the players are not good enough to play for Manchester United and I don't blame Eric Ten Hag reading between the lines that have an article I read this morning, I think he's thinking twice about taking this job. Because unless he gets 100% assurances, A, about a length of contract, and B, about, you know, that this club needs to be built back up from, from scratch. You know, there has to be a ethos reintroduced into the club. What way do we want to play? What's the style of play? What players do we then need to get to in, a, in order to be able to, you know played the way we want to play at the moment they have none of that Ragnick is just throwing players out on the pitch every Saturday or Sunday and hoping for the best we have deplorable players and then and desperation then Juan Mata who you know is a go- has been a good player for United he throws him into the mix then with la- next, last Saturday first game of the season first Premier League it was mad stuff and Bear they're you know th- do you know the big thing that's going to happen now they really need to drop like a stone now and forget about because the last thing they want now is to come seventh or eighth and end up in that bloody conference Euro, Euro conference league because that's nobody wants that's no. nobody wants to be in that graveyard so they'd be better off now the last three or four more games come tenth or eleventh forget about European football and start again because lads it is shocking Look, if, if you're looking at 
from a, a race horse. <laughs> Everton could not beat Burnley last Tuesday night. Burnley couldn't beat Norwich last weekend. Yeah, yeah. And Everton beat Manchester United. So that tells you. At the moment, lads. At the moment. United are the worst team in the Premier League at the moment. Now, look at the bare facts. United are the worst team. United and Watford and Norwich are the three worst teams in the Premier League at the moment. And they're fair lucky to have the amount of points they have. Guan Liam, give us a couple of minutes on it there. <laughs> I never go as strongly as you on anything. Um, I, I have to, I can understand where you're going with the logic that, oh, Burnley lost to Norwich and then Burnley beat Everton. I think that's too simplistic. Yeah. The horse race, Liam, if yeah. you're looking at it on farm purely, yeah. that, that looks terrible on paper. Yeah. I'm not saying that's the, the reality. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. No, look, I saw the highlights on Saturday night. And the, the highlight package didn't take long. No. What, was that on, what was that on instead of DeAngelis, was it? <laughs> um, it's very hard not to repeat yourself, and I'm very mindful of doing it because we've been, I'm nearly sick of listening to myself over the past two months of saying the same things. Comes, it all comes down to one thing, and it's attitude. The United attitude has been pitiful for the last two months plus. They don't look like they want to be there. There's players signing new contracts, i.e. Bruno Fernandes, who I've defended on this programme, that are doing that at the worst possible time. It's almost an insult to the supporters because he hasn't played well. I do think he's a world-class player, but his attitude is getting in the way of that. The other side of it is, why why are they offering players new contracts when they know there's a new manager to come in? The new manager might come in and don't, might want Fernandes. And it's costing them money as a result of the club. Absolutely. Yeah, but I just it's just an attitude problem. Um, players that are not, like, there's players there that do not fit in together. I mean, when you're building a team, how often have we said Liverpool are a proper team? Not all world-class players, but they fit into a model that was not thought of when this Manchester United squad was put together. You put in a rank attitude and you get this. Now, they're not the first club to be in a really pitiful position in Europe, like Barcelona, like Real Madrid, like Inter Milan, like Liverpool. The difference is, can you see any other team going out in the Premiership with the same sort of body language of Manchester United? They're, oh. All, oh. they're like a crowd of lads to be at one another's throat. Oh, the there's no question of it. And there's no other, look, I, I manage teams and I know there are always people who you would say for the want of a better... Rotten apples in the barrel. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of rotten apples in Manchester United's barrel. Yeah. And they're going to have to be cleared out before this Absolutely. team ever gets back somewhere Absolutely. near what they should be. Absolutely. And they're going to have to forget. They might have to forget about Champions League football for the next two and, or three and, seasons. And this, That's there the would be no Jim, Absolutely. Jim, this has nothing to do with football at all. What I'm saying. Oh, no. You know what I mean? But what I'm saying they're, is they're going to have yeah. to weed them all out. Oh, yeah. But that's what I'm saying about Ten Hag or whoever comes in. He's going to have to be given assurances that I'm coming in here and if I have to tell Paul Pogba and whoever else yeah. to piss off to wherever it, you came from, well, I, then that's going to have to happen. Yeah. But he's going to have to be given the autonomy to be able to do that. But I guarantee you that Manchester United know who the troubled people are. Yeah. But they have to have the guts to get rid of them. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. and apologies for anyone who took offence to the language oh, there. Oh my God, I tell you what, you think that's not bad language. Henriques <laughs> <laughs> gets away with way more than that. Absolutely. Will we, will we go to the texters? Because oh, they, they have plenty to say on this. I've never seen as huge a reaction. Um, 
firstly, easy now, Jim. Don't, um, United <laughs> are the laughing stock of the country. Um, hard to disagree with that. Uh, Jim Rowan, before the programme started, saying, uh, take it easy on United Leam. That's in relation to... Uh, take it easy on Jim Leam. That's in relation to United. Uh, another texter then says, Ronaldo is 90% of United's problem on the field of play. If you look at their style of play going forward since the, t- since the start of the season, it's very slow and can't defend from the front foot. Also, with Ronaldo's lack of effort, it's an issue. It's evident he's controlling the dressing room. For United to move forward, Ronaldo needs to be shipped out. There's more than Ronaldo. Yeah, Why does he get so much he gets, Yeah, I it, like it. Yeah, there's, there's more than one there. But I, you see, lads, you know, and this whole discussion for the last couple of and we'll have to leave it here because we've more to get to. There's more to it than attitude. Yeah. There's an awful lot of players there that are not good enough. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't matter what the attitude is, they're mm. not good enough. You know, Luke Shaw is not good enough. Van Bissaka is not good enough. Fred is not good enough. McTominay is not good enough. That's but now these are first eleven men. Forget about Matic and 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 all these boys. Rashford, he's a to use Eamon Dunphy's famous phrase, he's a busted flush. You know, he's a dead duck. I said it all along. I don't know why we spent seventy five million on Jaden Sancho. That was the greatest waste of money of all time. Anyway, one more Go before on. we leave the subject. Um, Manchester United are light years away, even to be considered as league contenders. When you have a central midfield pairing of Matic, who's washed up, and Fred against Everton, you know how bad, bad things are. Bring on Mata. Uh, in an attempt to rescue the game says it all throw the biggest fraud then of Paul Pogba into the equation and that just sums it up Bruno sulking on Saturday on Saturday, and Ronaldo walking around compounds the huge issues that presented at United Everton ran and fought off uh, fought United off the park on Saturday they won the battle United have major problems throughout the club and uh Jim McAvoy has been has joined the act uh, United should sign a hairdresser for the players Right, I think we, that's in relation to Fergie all those years ago. Okay, listen quickly, lads. <laughs> let, let's qu- quickly. Arsenal had a disastrous two-one defeat at home to uh, Brighton. Spurs are absolutely flying, lads, and Spurs are going to come forth, aren't they? Spurs are going to come forth. Surely, Arsenal and, and Arsenal have blown it. They have blown it. They have blown it. And look at lads. You know, after the weekend's results, I think it's fair to say. I think that uh, Norwich, Watford, and Burnley are going to be relegated, aren't they? Burnley had to beat Norwich last weekend, didn't they? They had to. Yeah, I, was, I, I couldn't believe... Like, yeah. It just went so badly wrong for them. I mean, you think after beating Everton, Burnley would be up for anything. Yeah. And yeah. I think the comment Sean Dyche made against Frank Lampard just completely backfired. Yeah. They rose Everton. That would have been in their players' minds going into the game against United. And then when Everton ro- won, that completely put the pressure back on Burnley and they weren't up for it. So, yeah. like it's, it's, bad management. Yeah, but I think, I think look, Watford, you know, Watford went down badly against Leeds. You know, I think... So, I think after the last weekend, a lot has been decided. I think... Spurs are going to come forth and I think Brighton or I think Burnley, Watford and Norwich are going to, you know, they're the three yeah. that are going to go down. <laughs> the texts are still coming. <laughs> the texts are still <laughs> well, listen, we better pay a few more bills. Uh, we better go to the ad break. When we come back, we'll be looking ahead to the FA Cup semi-finals, the four Champions League quarter-final second legs and whatever few games are being played TRP next weekend. Kilkenny are delighted to team up with Kilkenny's number one soccer programme, Offside Soccer, only on Community Radio, Kilkenny City. TRP, your one-stop shop for all TRP products and daft parts. Proudly bringing you Offside Soccer on 88.7 FM. 
And I think our listeners are trying to blow up the text machine. 0863537782 is our taxback.com text line. Um, the guts of 15 messages have, have come in on Manchester United on their own. We can't get through all of them, but we'll just say this. Uh, good evening to you, Frank McKenna. How is 75 million euros on Sancho a waste and 80 million euros on Maguire isn't? I'm loving this. Well, I think we'd agree with Frank on that. I think, Frank, you're dead right. There's no question. I just, you know, the Maguire one was a few years ago. The Sancho one was last summer and I just thought it was just a mad one anyway look at that's, that's, we, we've been bombarded literally we've started. Been bombarded. yeah um, looking ahead to the weekend that's ahead look at that's the FA Cup semi-finals let's start there Saturday half past three Man City and Liverpool go at it again in Wembley um, I think there will be probably be changes certainly from the Manchester City side of things I think yeah. there'll be changes Um you know, probably not as many for Liverpool. Maybe young Diaz or whatever he's called, maybe maybe starts. Um, it's very hard to call, isn't it? I, I, well, I really look, don't know what way this is going to go. The thing about some of the people today on the paper were suggesting that Man City and Liverpool mightn't take this game that seriously. That both of them won't mind going out of the FA Cup, which I think is a shame. But anyway... I think that you're going to see changes. Yeah, I think you'll see changes, but I, I wouldn't agree with that particular well, I, argument because yeah. you think about it, Man City are going for a treble and Liverpool are going for a quadruple. In order to get them, obviously the FA Cup is included in that. I think both of them will, will very much want to win. I just think there will be a few changes from Sunday. But Liam, as regards how the game potentially will go, very, very difficult to call it, isn't I it? I haven't a clue how it's going to go. Um, it's you, you don't have the home away aspect. You have, you're coming the week after a big game. That has to play that has to have an influence as well um, I think Liverpool will go with a strong team anyway I think Jurgen Klopp has shown his intent since the third round Liverpool have been targeting, targeting that competition as well as the League Cup I'm not quite sure why because in the early years of Klopp they didn't uh, take the FA Cup or the League Cup seriously that has obviously changed and I think Sun- or Saturday will be no different Pep once you get to a semi-final, I think Pep and all the big managers take it seriously. So I'd expect City to play a relatively strong team and Liverpool to go for their first 11 and God knows who wins it. Maybe, Liam, or maybe bear the fact that Liverpool have a much easier Champions League game tomorrow night than potentially Manchester City have. And maybe maybe they might be able to rest a couple of players against Benfica tomorrow night and that, that can then start on, 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 on Saturday. I have a feeling Liverpool might just nick this one, but... I think Liverpool have the edge in a sense that they have five, as we've been mentioning here for the last few weeks, that they can pick any three from which will give them a lethal front three. And I think that will give Liverpool the... I I would think Liverpool will win this match. Yeah, I I think... I I can see Liverpool getting... They might agree. I can see Liverpool Liverpool getting it done, but I, I, you know, that's this, this, this could be extra time. This could be penalties. And remember, you know, pound for pound, the two best goalkeepers maybe in world football at the moment are, are going to be in opposite ends of the opposite ends of the field as well. So, Liam, you know, for, you know, from a little, go on, call it. You have to I, give. I actually some... think it'll be cagey enough. I can't see it being an open affair. I just think FA Cup semi final. Neither will want to show what they've got, what they're capable of too early. I think they'll be feeling each other out. I think it'll go the whole way. Maybe a one-all draw on normal time or maybe a 2-1 one, one way or the other. But we could have the dreaded penalties. The second semi-final then, of course, is on Sunday. And this one, you know, on paper looks a little bit more clean, clear, clear-cut. clear Chelsea against Crystal Palace. London Derby, of course, being played in Wembley. Now, you know, Chelsea had a couple of really bad results. But they gave they scored six away to Southampton at the weekend. They're in the Bernabeu tonight with a very difficult task to overturn against Real Madrid. 
if they if they go out of the Champions League tonight, which looks likely, now it's, it mightn't happen. We'll talk about the Champions League in a few minutes. Obviously, the FA Cup takes huge significance then for Chelsea because it's all they can win. And I think that particular scenario might just give them the edge against Palace. Now, I would agree. You know, because, you know, the probability, if, if they get knocked out tonight, I think they beat Palace because their whole season is going to, is going to depend on the FA Cup. And, and Palace have been going well and they will give them a game. They will have been disappointed Palace to lose at the weekend in the manner they did. Um, but I think, you know, but if Chelsea, if Chelsea do somehow manage to overturn the things in Real Madrid tonight, that might change the oh, dynamic of the way they yeah, look at the Cup game on Sunday. How do you see it, Liam? I think tonight has a huge significance on it. I mean, it's all or nothing. Um, it's it's all or nothing for Chelsea if they lose tonight. They are up against it. They've they've put in. They have a huge task ahead of them, and like you'd imagine, either way they'll beat Crystal Palace. But like the it's it's the difference between a really strong eleven from Tuchel or putting in maybe one or two risky players with the end of season in sight domestically. I think that depends on how they go in Europe. I I think Chelsea traditionally have always taken the FA Cup seriously. I can't see Tuchel um, uh, treating it any differently. And I think with all the um, issues going on off the field, I think Tuchel will be mad to win a trophy just to have something to. Yeah to show the fans come the end of the season and almost to say to them it's not all bad. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think we're all in agreement that, you know, Chelsea will probably get it done. Didn't Werner even score last weekend? What's that? <laughs> just let's, I just wanted to mention one thing. Okay. Right? Just before we go on. Go on to YouTube and Google Dimitri Payet. I've seen this goal. He scored a goal for Marseille the other night. And I could swear to God, it's 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 probably the best goal I've ever seen. Mm. An unbelievable strike. Barrett, go on to YouTube. Listeners, get on to YouTube. Google Dimitri Payet, Marseille or whatever. Last Sunday, he scored an unbelievable goal. Another man with an attitude problem, though. He's oh, capable yeah. of magic. Oh, but he scored an unbelievable goal. Um, we have some te- uh, comedians on our text machine. It's actually, <laughs> it's actually unbelievable what the stuff we get in here. Does CRKC covers Liam's, um, Liam's medical expenses? He must have splinters at this stage from sitting on the fence. All right. <laughs> and uh, so I'm not sure I can read this text out loud, this joke in full, but I'll give you the first line. Why do ducks fly upside down over all traffic? Well, okay. we'll, let you think, we'll, we'll let you think about that yeah, one. Yeah. Okay, the Premier League, there's only six games at the weekend because of the FA Cup. Um, Spurs are to Brighton lads I think back Spurs for the rest of the season I think Conte has them really really on tune I think the telepathy between Kane and Son is yeah. is freakish lads it's freakish how good them two are I, I, I have to say lads and now Conte has mentioned this recently but about Harry Kane's creativity ability yeah which is unbelievable. I, I always reckoned Harry Kane was purely a goal scorer. I know. You know, a, a box a, a box. No, man. He's a number 10. Well, he's been brilliant. 10. That little flick, that little header he yeah. put on last Sunday for Son, he yeah. knew what he was doing yeah. there, you know. And, and look at lads, Brighton had a good win away to the other North London team last weekend, but Spurs are really, and they're not just winning matches, they're, they're prominent they're they're, they're teams. They're confident. Yeah, Liam, Spurs win at home to Brighton, yeah. Oh, they should. But look, we said that about Arsenal. Brighton, uh, Brighton should be beaten by all the big six teams considering the way they play. Now the 75,000 poor sods that are going to go to Old Trafford at 3 o'clock next Saturday afternoon to see United They can't give the tickets away To see United struggle against Norwich Apparently there's going to be protests and everything there but protest me you know like you know 
Sure, I was going to say. Surely they would have on Norwich, but like, I, mean, I, I yeah. wouldn't back United to beat anyone, yeah. and I wouldn't be surprised if Norwich beat them on Sunday. And on Saturday, yeah, I throw a spanner in the works there. I think Norwich might get something. Absolutely. I mean, they don't win too many games in the season, so you, surely the weekend after they beat Burnley to keep their slim chances of staying in the league yeah. alive, they're going to be up for it. And the fact that like they're going to Old Trafford, they're not going to fear that. And also. You have to remember as well that like United have, and a lot of big teams at Veras have history of dropping points against teams who are really, really struggling. I mean, you take, I know Ali lost a game to Cardiff on the last day a couple oh, of listen. seasons ago. These these type of results happen. And sometimes when you're in a position like Norwich, it gives you a bit more freedom where chances are they're going down. They might as well give it a crack and United will... <laughs> We won't even go there. <laughs> Southampton are home to Arsenal. Arsenal have had a bad couple of results. Um, sport, they've they've conceded the, the the advantage, shall we say, in that race for fourth spot. Two Spurs. They need to win away to Southampton. Southampton are an unbelievably in, inconsistent team. They, you know they're really really inconsistent. They got hockey the home to Chelsea the other day. Do Ars- could you, but you can't trust well, Arsenal can't, to go. They can't the trust. The wheels Ars- have kind of come off the wagon for Arsenal now because they're in this part of the season where everything counts. Yeah. And I don't. I think they'll be doing well to get a draw in Southampton. What do you think, Liam? Um, yeah, Arsenal are very hard to read. I think, look, on ability, Arsenal should, you know, they have the technical ability and, you know, a really good set of young players to beat Southampton. Southampton are at the stage of the season where they just don't care. They have nothing to play for. Yeah. But Arsenal, I think, like, I thought Crystal Palace, I forgave them for that result because Crystal Palace put it up to the best of teams and they play a style of football that's aggressive and they can put teams who are better than them under a lot of pressure. But the Brighton result is almost unforgivable. Yeah. Brighton, Brighton remember, opposition. Brighton were, up, up, were coming off a horrendous run of yeah. farm, like, you know. Watford are home to Brentford, lads. Watford, you know, were deplorable at home to Leeds the other day. Brentford are really, really going well. And Brentford are the team, are one of them teams, lads, that I think that every position up the table they can finish is going to be is going to add to the achievement they've had this season I think they're going to go ball headed to, to try and finish as high as they can and I think Brentford win away to Watford on Saturday Agreed and I think Brentford are a momentum team they yeah. they just they have that vibe about them where they play with so much enthusiasm and when they win once they go twice they go three times yeah. and they are capable of beating any team on their day and I think they'll win at the weekend What do you think Bert? I, I agree I, I just said that they were a team to follow for the rest yeah. of the yeah. season but I think they need to Hold on, Tyrex. Yeah, I think that's. I think they're going to find that difficult. But I think you know the difference for Brentford, say between finishing maybe fifteenth and twelfth, would be monumental. And I think they'll go ball headed to finish as high as they can. There's only two on Sunday, lads. Newcastle are home to Leicester. You know, Leicester. You know, beat Crystal Palace last weekend. I didn't think they would. Um, you know. Newcastle had a good win against New, uh, Wolves last weekend. I think this. I think you know Newcastle have been very difficult to beat under Eddie Howe, and and Bear is doing the X. There's a big X beside this. Are we calling this a draw? Yeah, yeah. this is a draw. West Ham are home to Burnley on Sunday. Um, West Ham have a huge game on Thursday night in the Europa League. Uh, one all. They drew the home leg against Leon. They have to go to France Thursday night. Um, if they get through against Leon, they're going to be on a real high. They're going to be buoyed. Um, if they lose against Leon, the season is in danger of petering out. Um, but I still think West Ham beat Burnley on Sunday either way. Burnley have to win. They just yeah, have but to they win. had to win. They had to win last, on, last at home to Norwich. So if you have to win at home to Norwich and you don't, what makes you think you have to win away to West Ham and you do? You know, because I, mean? I still have a little bit of faith left in Sean Dyche, and I also have to add in I don't. We talk about teams we trust and don't trust. I don't trust West Ham at the best of times for consistency, and I think off the back of a tough European tie, that is the perfect time for Burnley to be playing him 
Yeah, okay. Champions League, lads. First legs were last week. Second legs this week. Um, starting with tonight. By the way, the Ireland ladies are still winning 1-0 to Sweden. Um, Casey McCabe scored a goal. If they hold on to that, it will be undoubtedly the greatest result in the history of Irish ladies football. Even if they could ho- even a draw would have been a, man- a monumental result. So there's still Casey McCabe, of course, of Arsenal, who's Ireland's you know, number one player, lady player. They're still winning 1-0, so touch wood. I can imagine now it's probably backs to the wall stuff over there. <laughs> <laughs> Getting back to the Champions League games tonight. Um, look at Chelsea go to the Bernabeu, three-one down after the first leg. You know it's hard to see him overturn it, but it's not impossible, Liam. No, it's not impossible. And I was adamant Chelsea would go through. If Chelsea score early and they get the, you know, they get the crowd behind them, it's still it's a really really tough one. And the fact that they're they're away from home for the second leg, you always you always want to play that second leg away from home if possible because it just gives you an edge if you're in a sticky position. It's it's I can't like I I'm not won over by this Real Madrid team. I know people who just see them in the Champions League think they're great. I still think they have a long way to go. Benzema almost took Chelsea apart single handedly the last day. I just think they have enough in the tank to hold Chelsea off. Now, Bear, you know me. I'm not one to say I told you so. <laughs> I will mention that I was the only one of the three of us that tipped Real Madrid to go through. But that you know, um, how do you see tonight? I, uh, realistically, I expect Real Madrid to get through, but. Nothing surprises me in football. And I think Chelsea are well capable of putting up a big performance. Yeah, and look, they will have been, they will have a certain amount of confidence um, garnered from the win at, at Southampton at the weekend. It's just, it's very hard to see see them winning 2 0 or, or, you know, tonight. Or, it's very hard to see him stopping Real Madrid from scoring. Benzema is on absolute fire. What would he be worth, lads, if he was 10 years younger? What would he be worth? What would Luka Magic be worth if he was 10? Million oh, oh, my God, stop. Behave yourself. Okay, uh, Bayern Munich, you know, we're beating 1-0 against Villarreal. We all mentioned that we thought Villarreal would be very competitive in this. Um, you know, Bayern Munich were held to a, a one-all draw in Salzburg in the previous round, hockeyed them seven or eight in the second leg. Um You'd imagine Bayern Munich probably get through, but I, Villarreal, Villarreal are a well-organised, yeah. you know, play with a very specific um, mode, method of play. Umay Emery, they've they've a really good cup pedigree, and this is not a certainty. Oh, uh, no, Bayern Munich are four to one on to win no. the game tonight, and and that's a ridiculous yeah. price. Liam, you you actually fancy Villarreal maybe to? I do, yeah. I I was Adam. I thought Bayern Munich will go through. I just thought they'd have too much quality. Now Bayern Munich have not been pulling up trees uh, this season. They've been just doing enough to carry on as normal. Um, as you mentioned, look, Unai Emery, he always sets up teams really, really well. And they, and they play really well on the counter-attack. They're a counter-attacking yeah. team. And they were unlucky not to score one or two more, and would, which would have made tonight's game extremely tricky for Bayern Munich. You know? Yeah, and I think they'll just do enough because I think they're one of those sides that just, they know when to, to take make their move when it comes to going on that counter. And then they're really, really cautious at the back when required. And look... There, there is a stat going around in anyone who follows Spanish football that uh, over the past four or five weeks, Villarreal have not been in the best form. And some people might say, geez, they're slipping when it matters when it comes no. to the Champions League. I think that's them taking their eye off the ball they and made focusing 11, on Europe. They made 11 changes. They played Atletico Bilbao last weekend in the league and they played a completely different 11 than the 11 that played mm. in the first leg of the Bayern Munich game. So It they, shows the importance. Absolutely. Bear, do you think Bayern Munich just about get it done? I think they might just about, but it might uh, go take some time. Yeah, that. yeah. Uh, tomorrow night, look at that. Liverpool are home to Benfica. That's done and dusted. Liverpool hockey mm. Benfica. But in fairness to Benfica, they did give them a fright for at periods. Uh, yeah, the but day. they're not going to in no. Anfield. They're not going to in Anfield. Um, look at Manchester City had to be really, really patient last last week against Atletico Madrid. 
Atletico Madrid last came two banks of five I think it was only the second time in the history of knockout Champions League football that a team didn't have a shot on target or a shot of any description as Atletico Madrid let's have to come out and play tomorrow night they're 1-0 down and that plays into Man City's hands and I think Man City go through tomorrow night but they might end up with a score draw or something like that but I think City go through I think so I wouldn't write off Atletico Madrid yet but if they, they score one yeah but they have to come out and play yeah but if they get that goal yeah. Then all of a sudden, City are going to be they're going to be like Atletico will go back to their old selves and frustrate the life out of them. Yeah. But I don't think that'll happen. I do think City will go through. Bear. I think City will get through. Yeah. And are we still saying uh, we're still all hopeful then of the Liverpool Man City this dream Champions League final in well, Paris it, in May? It, it's possible. Mm. Bear or Liam, we have a minute. Is there any any other wags on the on the <laughs> text? Is there any that you could even call out? There's been so many and some I just cannot broadcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Benzema uh, scored one of the best goals I've ever seen in football. Yeah, the I've header. Seen a few. The header, yeah. Uh, that's another brilliant. text from Absolutely. Jim. Uh, I agree, Jim. A couple of adjectives to sum up the United. Pitiful, <laughs> embarrassing, disappointing. Yeah. And the, the list goes on. Um, uh, on the League of Ireland thing, lads, just because somebody met, met me on the street the other day said, you're, you're not mentioning League of Ireland. Look at that. The hour goes so quickly here. When the Premier League stuff is over and the League of Ireland stuff will really be knee deep, and we will be covering the League of Ireland on a, on a Tuesday night. It's just at the moment that we just don't have the we don't have the time to squeeze it in. As always, the hour has caught up with this. The game in Sweden is still uh, one 0 to Ireland, so this could be a, monu- a momentous a momentous night for ladies football in the, in 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 Sweden. Liam Kelly O'Rourke, yeah, back in the studio or back in Limerick next tu- next week? Where will you? We'll wait and we'll see. We'll wait and see. Bear, thanks for coming in again tonight, and you and me, of course, will be here yeah, with Kelly. Pat on Saturday. Uh, Kevin Lafar is up next. Thanks for all the texts. Thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you next Tuesday night. Good night and God bless.